This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Hey, everybody. In this episode of the GH Report, Ryan tries to flee to Canada, Carly's trapped at the bottom of the bridge, and Alexis is having some really erotic dreams. We're going to break it all down next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz <laughs> Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the GH Report. Look at this. Usually... Uh, we are breaking down the, uh, it's Carla and I breaking down the, all the shenanigans happening in Port Charles. But when Carla's away, which she is at uh, South by Southwest, I rely on my partner in crime, my partner in life, Erica Schreiber. Hi, everybody. I'm Erica. There you go. Yes. Excited to be here. Excited yeah. to be back. Well, yeah, I guess I should tell everybody I'm Frank Moran, but, you know, let's be honest. You don't come to see me. You come to see the guests. And that's, <laughs> you've come to see Erica. That's right. You don't even know who you're coming for. Clearly. And there you go. I'm the draw. Uh, so as always, folks, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and the chat is up and running, so I'll hop in. I'm sure many of you folks are already in there. Continue the conversation there, and uh, we'll be breaking down the other uh, various happenings this week. Yeah, I mean, it's usually, yeah, it's like, oh, I could have done the show by myself, but there are such big uh, turning points, especially in the Ryan, uh, Ryan storyline. It's like... I'd rather have somebody to sound it off with. Absolutely. So, yes. And, I mean, I want to hear Carla's thoughts on this week, frankly, but if I'm going to be here, this is quite a week to uh, to be here with you. That's true. So, yeah, do make sure you, uh, you're following Carla on uh, Twitter and Instagram. She's going to be sharing stuff about her adventures up there in South by Southwest. Uh, trust me, I'm completely envious. I've always wanted to go, but I'll be living vicariously like all of us through her social media. Indeed. Indeed. So, let's just jump in with the biggest storyline there of the week there. And that, that, that is uh, Ryan Chamberlain. The, uh, the net is drawing closer and closer yep. to getting around Chamberlain. Hooray. Are you, are you sad to see the story? Or are you oh, happy no. to see the storyline ending? Oh, no. I am so relieved to see the storyline ending. I think the first time I, I um, helped you out with yes. the show here, I was already hoping and praying that the storyline would end soon. And so I am thrilled that it's finally coming to a conclusion. As it's coming to a conclusion, what is... What are you, are you glad that it's like, finally, this is going to be done? What is it yeah. about the storyline that you haven't enjoyed? I think I've just, I really have, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that um, 
remind me of the actor's name who plays John Ryan. Lindstrom. John Lindstrom. He has been so convincing as uh, as such a bad guy, and I'm just I'm ready for him to get his comeuppance. And and all the people who have gone after Franco and you know just have been duped. Um, I just I feel like a lot of people have paid a big price, and I'm just I'm really really ready for the bad guy to to get his get his comeuppance in this storyline. For uh, because people start finding out that oh wait Ryan Chamberlain is really alive and a lot of people are like shocked about this news. Yeah, but then part of me is thinking this is a, you are living in a town and in a world where twin brothers have had their their memories mapped one on top of the other. Other characters have come back from the dead. Yeah, you know you've had an ice princess. You know that that froze a city. The idea of somebody else coming back to life should not seem. I mean, while like should be like, whoa, that's crazy, but it shouldn't seem out of like, holy cow, he's still alive. It shouldn't yeah. feel like, at least in that world, it shouldn't seem so impossible. Right, right. I, I you know, I guess this. There's been such a slow roll to this storyline. I mean, I, I was actually explaining this storyline over the weekend to somebody who doesn't watch General Hospital, and I was laughing the entire time I was explaining it because it sounds like just the quintessential, you know, evil twin storyline, and so, and yet it's been rolled out so slowly. That as a viewer, you just get sucked into it. So even though there's nothing particularly original about the evil twin, you know, reappearing or coming back to life, the way they did it, it just, it was really, I think, powerful and effective to the point where I'm really, really ready for this bad guy to get what's coming to him. Got it. So it's not so much the, you haven't enjoyed the storyline, it's just more you've gotten to that point where you really want to see comeuppance. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, no. I think it's been a great storyline. But like with any intense storyline, there just comes a point where it needs to be done because you just, you know, I, I, as a, I'm an empathetic person at heart. And so I just put myself into the shoes of all these people who are just suffering at his hands. And I'm just really ready for, uh, you know, to see how this plays out. And I'm- We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse, carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see, we could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I'm curious to see if, if, you know, is Jason going to kill him? Is this going to end quickly or is this somehow going to be drawn out? How are they, I mean, I guess we've saw them go over the bridge at the end of Friday's episode, so who knows where they'll land. But I'm curious to see how long they draw out the comeuppance part, if it's quick or if it's prolonged. Well, I mean, we do see, I mean, you know, if you get Stone Cold involved in the mix. Yeah. You know, somebody's going to get shot. Yeah. And uh, this is no different. Yeah. So we see Stone Cold, track him right down there to Canada, stops him on the bridge crossing over to Canada, doesn't ask questions, just fires right away. I love it. (laughs) Jason does not ask questions. I thought questions. that was almost, that was, it was humorous, actually, the way it just, hello, and then just into the, into the shoulder. Um, and I, I very much enjoyed the uh, the Jason and Laura pairing. You know, Jason and Laura out. You know, avenging. I thought that was cool. It was a it was a good matchup. Yeah, it's the um, <laughs> there uh, a couple things to talk about. I first of all talk about Laura. Yeah, uh, Gina Francis. She leaves the show for a while because uh, you know they wanted to push her back to reoccurring, and she did not want to go to a reoccurring status. She's like, well, then I will just leave the show. Mm. They worked out uh, their their situation, and they brought her back onto the show. And they said, hey, we've got two great storylines that she's going to be a part of. One being the mayoral stuff, two, the Ryan-Kevin storyline. Yep. How do you feel 
Laura as a character has been served by both these storylines? Do you feel like, oh, yeah, this is worth bringing her back and she's yeah. been put to good use in both of these? Yeah, you know, I'm surprisingly impressed by how they're handling, handling the mayoral storyline. Because as we know, like, when Ned was mayor, who knew that he was mayor? We just, we never saw him and it was... It was really just a figurehead responsibility. But I like that Laura as mayor kind of comes in and exerts her authority. Or people report to her and they tell her things. And you can feel her power as mayor. And you can feel that she's a force for good in the town. And so I actually, I'm I'm pleased that they're actually making something out of the mayor rather than just having an awkward mayoral race and then you never hear from the mayor again. So that, I think, is good. Um yeah, and this has been great too with the, you know, just bringing her back for the the Kevin Ryan storyline. I think this has been great and I really love how she's navigating it now that she's put the pieces together. I just I feel like, you know, she had her era, you know, as a Spencer and I feel like this brings out the Spencer in her, mm-hmm. you know, when she's uh, you know, she's figuring things out and she's fearless and um so yeah, I've been really impressed. How about you? I've uh I've been enjoying what they've been doing with her. I and I do agree with you in terms of going more to back to her roots as the her time as a Spencer. Yeah, just where she's you know using her ingenuity and her wits to kind of put pieces together. Yeah, start figuring some stuff out. The uh, the other shoe that I'm waiting to drop, and they've really kind of slowed the the talking about that. And I guess we're really going to get those scenes kind of digging into Kevin being responsible for this whole Ryan thing that he had found him, rehabilitated him somehow. Uh, from his burns or whatever, mm. and then had him in Ferncliff for some some length of time, and didn't tell anyone about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And I, I have they revealed anything about that? Because I don't know anything about that. Like no. how it is that Ryan survived, and where has he been for the last twenty five years? And yeah, is it Kevin who brought him back to life? Like how did any of this happen? That's true. I hadn't thought about that. I mean, we don't know that piece of the puzzle. The, I mean, at least as you kind of see the larger picture, and you know about like the six patients. That are part of this memory mapping or this, you know, experiment, mm-hmm. which would be Anna and Alex, it'd be uh, Drew and Jason, mm-hmm. and then it would be Kevin and Ryan. Mm-hmm. So it figures that that ties into the Russian clinic. Mm-hmm. They helped uh, Ava with her burns. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's something they did with Ryan as well. And so right. that that's, and then that's how the two of them got sucked into that whole experiment. Yep. Maybe yep. that's has something to tie into. Yeah. But we haven't seen Kevin. I kind of was almost on the verge of telling Laura and then other stuff came up. Right. Right, right. So, which <laughs> I will say, I felt like about this where he's about to tell her, and then Laura notices the clue in the basement of Ferncliff to get right. them out of there. Right. And it, I did find it frustrating that <laughs> that Kevin did not go with Laura yeah. through that opening that they found. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and it was it was so easy. Laura got out, and then she was there. And it's like, why couldn't Kevin just have crawled with her? I don't know why he had to just sit in that room. <laughs> Yes, yes. And, and and as an aside, my new, you know, we know that you're a fan of the chain link, chain, chain link fence in the yes. park. My second favorite new uh, new part of the set is is just the weirdly lit hallway in, uh, in Ferncliff. We've seen a number of people go through that hallway to get out. Um, but, I, you know, I don't, you seemed more bothered about that than I was when we were watching it. Because I guess you open this wall and you have no idea where, you know, you could be lost in a dark tunnel for the next hour. You know, I don't think she realized that she was going to immediately emerge basically at an exit to Ferncliff. But it's like the building's not that big, and this is the way that this kooky uh, kooky guy got out of that building way back in the past. So it's like, it's not going to be that long of a tunnel. So just go. Just go with him. And I do like how 
everybody had to get the slow mo, whether it's Franco, whether it's Laura, as they exit <laughs> Ferncliff. It's like dramatic slow mo as the doors open. Like, why? Why is this yes. being slow mode? Yeah, I don't understand this. Yeah, yeah. And it also actually it didn't add anything to the storyline that he stayed in because it seemed like they had it was such a big decision whether he was going to stay or go, and. Uh, and then she got out, and it's like, oh yeah, somebody go get Kevin, you know. And that was yes. it. <laughs> so it's not like it added anything to the storyline. That big decision that they had to make. I feel like it, the only thing it did is it just slowed the storyline a, a beat, a moment when Laura does get to the hospital and says, "No, no, no, uh, yeah. Kevin's been with me." Well, we'll have to go over there and verify this. Yes, yes, like, that is Whoa, true. Oh boy! All right, great. Yeah, that is true. That's why you should have gone with her, Kevin. We could just expedite <laughs> all this stuff. You had to stay there because all, all we got was Kevin sitting back there, and they're going, "I'm so sorry, Laura." Was it like, <laughs> yeah, we did. We that's what we needed. Yeah. Mm, all yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, but we do see Ryan and Ava. Yeah. Uh, but they don't go up to uh, to Canada alone. That uh, they bring a little uh, extra person there in the trunk, and that's Carly. Yes, yes. Uh, so we get Stone Cold in the mix for this. And, I mean, I guess I felt these scenes were kind of a little like, okay, we, we, we know what's going on. You don't need to belabor this. When Jason finds Carly's phone yeah. and has to bring the two phones up to each other to kind of like, wait, I'm calling, and then this one's the, the where it's ringing. So this must be Carly's phone. Yeah. Like, we know it. We yeah. know it. I mean, I guess you need to show Jason putting the clues together, but I'm also like... Don't drag this out. Yeah. You know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, totally. I would have been fine if Carly, if he would have just seen the phone, like, that's Carly's phone. She must be in danger. Like, I don't need to, like, mm, yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah. No, and he must know it's Carly's phone. I feel like, you know, whoever you're close to, you know what their phone looks like. You know it's their yeah. phone. But, um, but yeah, it did take a little longer than it probably should have, uh, given his usual, you know, usually he's pretty quick to piece things together, but that one did, it, it took him a beat to do it. So, uh, what I, I guess whoever designs Bridges... In the New York area, <laughs> designs the bottom of those bridges all the same because we have to look for what we saw for Sam when she was trapped down there when she's pregnant, yeah, giving birth to Scout to now Carly trapped at the bottom of a bridge, yeah, uh, who do- and doesn't wake up as she gets dropped down to the bottom. I mean, I was very surprised that whole drive. She's in the trunk. Even when Ava found her, she was still passed out. I was like, what did he do to her? Because she was passed out for 12 hours? I, I, I don't know. Hit her with a tire iron. I guess, Yeah, I guess. And I, to be honest, I didn't remember the Sam Scout. So when I saw her at the bottom of that bridge, it actually didn't look familiar. And I was like, is she, is it a dam? Is it like, I couldn't tell <laughs> what that was. Um, or how far down she had fallen. So I was actually relieved to learn it was just kind of at the bottom of a bridge. Yeah. But um, but I do like that Carly just sat there for a little while before she said, like, oh, maybe I should try to climb my way out of this. Right. She just sat there. I'm just like, there's got to be another way around this. Yeah. I don't know. But she was coming, too, from having been knocked in the head with a tire iron. So I feel like it just took her a little bit to kind of get her bearings. Well, uh, of course, you know, the whole big thing coloring this whole thing is that Carly is pregnant. Yeah. What are the odds that the baby survives all this? Mm, I don't know. When she was starting to climb out of the bridge, I had thought we were going to see her double over with some pains. Because you have predicted for weeks that her pregnancy storyline was something that was, you know, it was going to be tied into her encounter with Ryan. Um, and so I was surprised to see that we didn't see any beginnings of that. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm feeling 50-50 on that, whether this is related, whether she ends up losing the baby. I mean, she's been <laughs> clubbed on the head. She's been dropped off a bridge. Uh, I mean, she must have, she's fell from some great height. Yeah. 
to, to land down oh, there. Oh, I mean, there, you know, I mean, I think her pregnancy, like under normal circumstances, yes, this would all be, um, this would certainly put her pregnancy in doubt for sure. Um, but the fact that we just in her climb, we didn't see any evidence of that yet. Um, but it, it could very well still be to come. The, uh, I also felt like it was weird that we didn't even see a beat of her at the bottom as she comes to like having some concern about herself and the baby. Yeah. She, that really doesn't come into her head. She's like, oh, how did I get here? I got to get out of here. I'm not yeah. going to let Ava win this. Yeah. I don't I just, I still think like she probably was so utterly disoriented. Who even knows in the moment if she remembers she's pregnant, you know, and she just is trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. So that didn't surprise me as much. Uh, speaking of putting the pieces of the puzzle together, I, <laughs> so far, what I do like about, what frustrates me about General Hospital is that you know, people just don't say the most obvious things they could say in a situation to make things much more clear. Yeah. So when Jason and Laura show up on the bridge, they, you know, Jason shoots Ryan and Ava's like, what are you doing? What are you, are you standing in the way? Yeah. Nobody says, uh, <laughs> Jason, uh, or nobody said, you know, Ryan took Kevin's place. Kevin's back in Port Charles. Ryan is the person who's been killing everybody. Yes. Yes. Nobody says this. Yes. Because if you say that, Ava's going to immediately realize what? Holy F. You killed my daughter. <laughs> Nobody says that's that. That's true. like the, that's a salient bit of information that you would say right now to get this get her away from this man. Right, right, right. He killed Kiki. It's a lot of what's going on. What's going well, and, I, and it was the same. Oh, this is a little different. It was the same when Jason uh, when Jason went to Julian and said, "Tell me where Ava is." You know why? Because I need to know where Ava is. And and I mean, and and he didn't say because she's actually with Ryan Chamberlain. Um, but again, maybe he didn't tell Julian cause he wouldn't want Julian, you know, out there with him trying to fight Ava. And that certainly could have been the result of that, maybe. but it was just tell me where she is. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Um, without actually letting him yeah. know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> letting him know what was going on. And I mean, I guess that's colored by the fact that he's not a fan of Julian's. Right. Right. No, exactly. And I figured you know, he could have made a judgment call that in that moment, you know, if, if Julian had that information, he probably would end up with Julian as his, you know, partner driving up to Niagara Falls, which is not what he would have wanted. But, you know, actually, well, I mean, because I, I like the idea of seeing a, a Laura Jason kind of drive yes, up there. Yes, but We haven't really seen a lot of time spent between Jason and Julian. We've seen a lot of Drew and Julian back when Drew was first thinking everybody thought right. he was Jason. Right. But not a lot of uh, Jason Julian. I feel like there's, there wouldn't be much dialogue there. That would, <laughs> yeah, that would be right. a pretty quiet uh, room. Stone cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm not really yearning for a whole lot of Jason and Julian. I think Jason just looks at him, you know, with daggers and Julian's like, whatever. And that's about the extent of their interactions. Well, it looks like that we see at the, the, the end of the episode is that Ryan uh, grabs Ava and throws them both off the bridge. Yes. And it feels like Stone Cold is able to holster that gun. Yeah. But it looks like he grabs one of them. And it looks like it's got to be Ava. Yeah. Because... You know, Jake, Ryan went off so much sooner than, than Ava did. Yeah. So, and at least it looks like that. So I feel like it's our boy Stone Cold is holding on to Ava. He, I, I would think. I would think. I mean, is this how they're going to do away with Ryan? He's just going to float away in the river and we will never know again what, what comes of him? I, I feel like that that would not be satisfying enough. Because you no. want, I think you want to see Ava get her vengeance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, everybody that, well, because that's really the only character that i mean that 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 has been killed that has like somebody that's a main yes that is related to a main character on the canvas yeah i find i have probably the most empathy for ava and all of this um 
you know, she she searches for love. She finally finds love, and she's going to learn it's Ryan Chamberlain, and he happened to kill her daughter. And I just, yeah, I, I I'm most curious to see her reaction to learning the news. Yeah, I wonder what that does because I mean, she does have that conversation. Ava does with Julian about I didn't really saw myself as a marrying person. I you know I've been with people that I thought I could spend the rest of my life with. Yeah. Uh, but when after all is said and done, and every all the cards are on the table, and you realize that. Oh, the person that I finally decided I would be willing to marry was a serial killer. Right, right. <laughs> does that, yeah, what does that, that would, do? I, I don't know. I, you know, I mean, it would cause one to question their judgment. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I, I have. I couldn't. I couldn't venture to guess. I think it's going to take her into a dark place. You know, that that is she only destined for love with extremely, you know, evil people? I mean, it would just be a really tough realization. How uh, how soon do you think Ava dates again? <laughs> yeah, who's left for Ava to date? Uh, I I feel like well I don't know I mean unless she also goes to a shrink and it happens to be the one that Alexis is seeing. <laughs> Everyone's going to be vying for that guy because Why he's not? the only eligible bachelor in Port Charles anymore. He got to yeah I know he kind of disappeared this week. Where did he go? I don't know. Well, he's busy you know. Psyching other people out. I don't know. Who knows? Who yes. knows? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure they'll have her fall in love again. I, you know, but I, I can't. I mean, this has been a rough road for her. I can't even imagine. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, when she realizes, like, you killed my Kiki. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. So yeah, I'll be curious to see how long that that's delayed because I feel like Ava's going to be held back and Ryan's going to be out in the out in the wild for a little bit. Yep. Yep. And I guess that's how you ex- extend this out a little bit, too, if there's an ongoing manhunt for Ryan. It's, it didn't end on the bridge. Yeah. And they'll keep looking for him. But you're right. There's going to have to be some sort of satisfying resolution to this for the fans, other than just Ryan swims away in the river, and now we don't know where he went. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess yes, but there's part of me that's like, GHB, you know, could just say, like, hey, guys, we'll give you that ending, but we're going to we're gonna let it wait a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I'll be curious to see know. how they go. I don't know. Uh, no, speaking of Julian, though, mm-hmm. and uh, shrinking and Alexis, we get this stupid scene <laughs> that just happens on Friday. And this is just Alexis just having some erotic fantasy of her yeah. and Julian get it, getting it on. Yeah. Yeah. I- That's right, Steve. <laughs> this is a I- bunch of Honestly, I ended up fast forwarding through that because I just could sniff it out a mile away that that was a dream sequence when he's like, it was always meant to be, you know, Kim and Drew, just like it was, you know, however he worded it, it was meant to be you and me. they're, They're the end game. I'm like, there's no way he just got Kim back. There's no way he's just, you know, gonna show up at Alexis's house and do that. And I'm just, I'm not generally a fan of dream sequences. I just don't care. If it's not real and it's not moving a storyline forward, like, I, I just don't care. So I ended up fast-forwarding through most of that. It's, I'm really tired of this Alexis Julian sort of thing. And it feels yeah. like, I feel like Julian has moved on. Yeah. Yeah, he seems to genuinely care for Kim very much. But I feel like Alexis, I don't know, as much as she says she is, or, because I understand she tells uh, Christina that she... Necessarily doesn't want to be with Julian, but she wants to feel the way that she did when she was with Julian. Right, right. Which is understandable. Right. Yep. You want to feel yep. that kind of heat, that kind of uh, romance. Right. But I just like, I, so when she had made that revelation, I thought like, great, that's her understanding the difference and is willing to set Julian aside and kind of move on past that. Right. And then we get this. Right. 
Right. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know where this takes us because I don't think... I mean, we never see these shots of Julian, you know, gazing at Alexis across a crowded room. There's no sense that Julian is pining for Alexis. I mean, there's just, there, you can still feel the connection between them, but Julian seems very happy and very focused on Kim. So I agree. It's kind of where does this storyline take us? I don't know. But you're right. It, it feels a little stale at this point. It's like either something's going to happen with them or they need to point Alexis in a different direction. And I thought, I think the psychiatrist is that direction, perhaps. But, you know, we had a a little bit of him and not much sense. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and I was, at least I was hoping that it would then maybe just lead into the bigger Cassidyne story arc that we've talked about before. Yeah. Where we still have whoever's got Cassandra that would tie into all this stuff. Yeah. So, that, okay, that's where you're going to take. It doesn't have to be a romance, but it could just be a Cassidyne family mystery that's going to suck Alexis in. Right. And that'd be great. Right, right. But it's like, I I know that we've... Things I don't enjoy about the Alexis Julian storyline is that they turned Al- Alexis into an alcoholic. Yeah. So now I got to see these things when she's feeling particularly down. She goes to the liquor store and she gets that brown paper bag filled with a right. bottle of vodka and then right. she just sets it there and just looks at it for a while. I'm like, right, right. Yeah, which I'm sure uh, people that are alcoholics have those down moments where they fall and they stumble and they reach out for help or whatever, but ugh, I, I just, uh, whatever. But making her an, an alcoholic was one of my least thing, favorite things they've done with that character. It, it felt it felt very kind of random and out of left field because we had never seen, as best as I can recall, we had never seen Alexis with any history of issues with alcohol and so and again I'm I'm certainly no expert on alcoholism but it just seemed to come out of left field that all of a sudden you know she's depressed she's drinking a lot and it just immediately went over that cliff and that just but you know Alexis has been a part of this you know part of the canvas on Port Charles you know or on General Hospital for you know however long now and it just it really just felt like it came out of left field and so when it does creep back up again as it did this week it just it doesn't feel authentic it doesn't feel like it was handled authentically initially and so just to see it pop up again doesn't feel particularly authentic now yeah because well because we saw like it kind of dangled around with kiki for a little bit as Mm -hmm. well and then and people make comments about ava in terms of her drinking right but None of that has ever been, like, addressed and turned into, like, nope, you're an alcoholic. Right, right. But with Alexis, they really just decided to just steer it in that direction. And they really right. drove it towards that. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. Right. right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just, I not my favorite, not my favorite, not my favorite part of the going with the character. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they, but I would love for just Alexis to have something to do on her own. Yeah. Just yeah. let that Cassidy and storyline go, because it's just yeah. like... I need her to do something else other than just kind of wrestle with her feelings about Julian. Right. Because I feel like her her quest for therapy or trying to figure out her she's you know, she's brought Julian into a couples therapy. Right. She's been part of that support group that she's been hanging, you know, she first got and kind of uh, hooking it with Finn. Mm-hmm. And now she's seeing this other psychiatrist. It's like, not that everything's going to be solved. I mean, yeah. going to therapies, you know, can be a lifelong process for some people. Sure. And sure. some others may only do for a short period of time. But it's just like, let's just... I don't know. I mean, I guess I, for me, I'd just like, let's just move around to another storyline instead yeah. of just circling this thing. Yeah. Unless this is headed somewhere. But if it's not headed somewhere, it feels labored at this point. Because it feels like she, in all her quests, she hasn't got any answer that's like been satisfying to her. Right. Right. So right. I'm like, well, all right. Right. This is great. So I just right. get to watch her for years kind of go through this therapy experience and with no real answer to it. Right. 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 
Yeah, it, it, it's it's a, it's a real question mark what the end game is with this for that storyline. Hot stuff, hot stuff. <laughs> uh, but speaking of uh, therapy esque torch sort of things, we've got yeah. our dawn of day, everybody. Oh dawn gosh, dawn of day. Oh gosh, and uh, we get to see Daisy come back. Yep, and uh, she uh, kind of gets demoted to just making the drinks. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, yeah, well, and then, and fast forwarding to her apology to say, or to, to Sam, you know, then we get to see a glimpse of the tattoo that looked like it was drawn on with, you know, with Sharpie. And she's like, oh, yes. it's old ink. I'm like, that that's definitely not old ink. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm perplexed as to where all of this is going. It's nothing good. It's no. nothing good. Well, I mean, you know, I, the only the only thing that I can equate it to is, I mean, like cults or whatever like that, they brand people yep. and of sorts like you have the... One that Allison Mack from Smallville, she was in part of that, like that sex, uh, that sex ring that was like, there was like a cult that was also about sex, and they would brand people that were involved in this, and it was all weird and bonkers. So when you yeah. see these tattoos, clearly yeah. not a good thing. Yeah, well, it's so big. It's big. It was just it was very big. It wasn't a little kind of a subtle thing. Um, well, and Daisy seems genuinely. Scared of Shiloh. She seems, you know, didn't she seem scared? She seems, you know, timid or intimidated or so incredibly worried about pleasing him or displeasing him. Yeah. I mean, she and the way that she ran to Sam to apologize. I mean, there's just there there is some terror in her attached to Shiloh. That's what I was sensing. Uh, I mean, I don't know if like terror is in fear or is in terror of not being in his good graces. Or maybe a little bit of both, that what does it mean actually to be in his good graces? And then conversely, what does it mean to fall out of his good graces? Um, but she just, she seems scared to me. And I don't know, I, I don't know what her interpretation is of having fallen out of Shiloh's good graces, what that means for her with him, with Dawn of Day. But it just, it seems to be something that's kind of scary for her. And it is interesting because she does wear uh, a shirt that, is a little shorter. It's not a midriff or anything, but it's a little shorter of a shirt. Right. So that when she does bend over, she's helping Sam clean her uh, her penthouse. Yeah. That's when the tattoo gets exposed. And when Sam comments on it, she pulls it down. Right. she seems embarrassed about it or she just, it's like a secret and nobody else outside of Donna Day is supposed to know about it. Although, you know, Sam is sort of kind of involved in Donna Day, but maybe she's not at that upper echelon. Right. In those expensive classes. Yes. yes. But uh, but then that makes me think, like, well, why are you wearing a shirt that could possibly expose this tattoo if you're not really supposed to be showing this with everybody? That is very true. That's Get it together, very... Daisy. Get it together. <laughs> and then we get to see the yeah. creeper Shiloh going, like, uh, I got something special waiting for you. <laughs> he is such a creeper. He's such a creeper. Yeah. yeah. He's another one where I'm going to reach my point where he needs to get his comeuppance. I am just, mm-hmm. I am already uh, a little... Uh, I don't know. I, I I need I need something more with Shiloh. I need this storyline to advance too. I need to know what the creepy stuff is. Do you, if you just know what the secret is that uh, he's worried that Drew will remember. Yeah. Like even though any of the characters don't know it, but as you as long as you have you knew it, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I know what the stakes are. Right. 
would you be satisfied with that? Even though it might take a while for the characters to find out and that to really play out on the story, but as long as you knew what the deal was, would you be happy with it? I mean, for now, yes. But, you know, much like the Ryan storyline, I mean, we've known for a while what the real deal is, and mm. I, I certainly have hit my wall with that storyline. So, yeah, I think it would provide kind of temporary relief, but eventually I'm going to see want, I'm going to want to see him as a character get his due. Because I do feel like uh, more often than not, GH will set up something, but not tell you what the reason for this event is or this person's yeah. motivation is and they draw it out for so long so that by the time they reveal what the real deal is you're like either you've guessed it already and you're yeah. like frustrated like great yeah I knew this about two months ago now yeah. you're just telling me it yeah. or the result is you're like so like just so minute and so yeah. like disappointing and you're like you delay telling us this for that? Yeah, yeah. That I almost wish GH more off on that would just at least tell the viewers what the deal is. Yeah, and I feel like GH is getting better about that. There was a phase a few years back where I felt like every storyline was something where we needed more as the viewer and we weren't getting it. Um, so I agree. I would much rather know. Because I think it also just it, it makes it more enjoyable as the viewer because you can really pick up on the nuance on on both sides of it. You know, of you know the bad guy where you know the true motives and then everybody who's impacted by that. So, yeah, I'd much rather know. Um, yeah, you know, before we get going a little bit further into our next topic, I would be remiss if first I didn't thank everybody that's watching us for being such spectacular fans of us and AfterBuzz and for making us the ESPN or TV talk. But, you know, we could also use your help some more. So we're asking you that if you're on YouTube right now, hit that like button and uh, that thumbs up button. And if you're on iTunes, give us a, a five-star rating uh, because no matter where you are, just leave us a uh, comment and get involved in the conversation because being part of AfterBuzz has meant so much to all of us. Right, Erica? I know it's meant so much Me, to you. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's meant so much to Frank for Absolutely. a very long time. Absolutely. That I, I know for sure. And we do really appreciate you supporting us and doing what we love and giving, giving us that platform and opportunity to do so. So uh, continue to uh, like and uh, enjoy our programming, and thanks for watching our shows. So uh, we also have Oscar. Yes. You knew as soon as they were heading to a Niagara fun weekend, it was going to be anything yep. less than fun. Yep, yep. And he gets another seizure. Yep. And this seems like it's like the uh, worst seizure than ever before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although, I couldn't really tell. This seemed pretty much as bad as the one that happened in the catacombs. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I I, I, I have to say, you know, I this was a storyline that... Just when they were in Niagara, it just didn't suck me in. It just, and, you know, I, I just found out recently that I was going to be helping out with the show today. So, you know, normally if I know that, I will watch a storyline more. I fast forwarded through a lot of Oscar and Joss and that whole kind of Niagara group. Um, I don't know why. It just seemed to be a lot of kind of sitting around talking. And it just, I, I didn't, I, I didn't see a whole lot moving forward. Although I knew that it would likely result in Oscar having a seizure and it did. So what they were talking about in the cabin, I don't know. <laughs> because I yeah. Did I miss anything? Not, nothing really great. I mean, no. it's just, you know, we find out that uh, Cameron uh, and Trina, they're not an item, nor will they will be. Trina's okay. either in cabin or in that way. Okay. So that's that's cool. Uh, are, are, are you enjoying Trina? Um, yeah. I mean, I'd like to see more of her. I'd like to see more of how they're going to um, fully use her with that mm-hmm. group. Is she going to become a regular member of that group of friends? Or is this a more temporary um, temporary friendship. So, yeah, but I like her. And how are you feeling about Oscar? Or, I mean, because it seems like we were getting closer to the end of the yeah, Oscar story. Yeah, I, no, I, you know, I'm, I guess I was, 
all, hoping all along that they would find some cure, some way. I mean, this just seems like such a bummer. And I guess it, you know, it's. I mean, to the extent that soap opera can be real life, this is real life. You know, sometimes the news just isn't good. So, um, I mean, I'm in no hurry for the storyline to end. Um, but I, do, there's just that part of me that's surprised that there's just nothing that the trial didn't buy him. Well, other than the, you know, slowing the growth, but that the tumor, you know, the trial didn't really buy him much time. I don't know. The whole thing is just kind of a bummer. It is. uh, Yeah, I mean, part of me was like, well, I mean, you never want to, I don't know. It's like, all right, let's just get to it. Let's just get to it. I mean, I guess if it's inevitable, there reaches a point where it's like, let's get to it. Um, But it's, I find it disappointing that this is it, you know, that it's just... You know, we we learned of his brain tumor again. A little bit of a left field storyline too. Nothing that you know you would have suspected, um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know. So I don't know. It just this is it's just kind of a sad storyline all along. Um, and uh, yeah, so I don't. I, I I'm I'm torn on it. You know, again, I'm in no hurry to see it end, but at the same time, I don't see what else there is to do until it ends. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, Oscar knew that his time was sort of limited, but it felt like after this uh, this last seizure, he's realizing, yeah, this is coming much faster than I thought it was going to. Right. So, yeah, when he starts saying, like, I want to make sure Cameron gets my car. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like he's starting to uh, get his affairs even more so in order than he yeah. had originally. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So it, it, I think the ramifications of what happens with uh, Kim yeah. out of this, I mean, there's certainly been speculation that she's going to get sucked into Donna Day. Because of this, oh. uh, dealing with the grief of Oscar, she sees that as an outlet to try to seek some comfort and help. Would you want to see Kim get sucked into the DOD no. stuff? No. I mean, I don't know. I find DOD, I, just the whole thing feels so, like, icky. So the fact that anybody would get sucked into it is just beyond me. Um, I mean, even Sam, as she's pretending to be sucked into it, I'm like, like. Well, and we've talked about this. Is Shiloh even buying that Sam is really a part of it, or are they both kind of con artists sussing each other out? Yeah. Um, but but with Kim, you know, I'm just not sure. I I, I don't know. I, I don't think I need to see anybody else sucked into Donna Day. Um, but I think in part because I just find the whole organization so creepily, you know, so transparent um, and creepily transparent. <laughs> and so I think like, Kim is smarter than that. I don't think she'd get sucked into that. Well, the one thing I did like is uh, Sam goes to visit Christina at work at Charlie's. Yeah. Try to do a girl's uh, sister's night out, but uh, yeah. she has to work, so they kind of do a sister's night at Charlie's. But Sam's, the way that she brings this up was so weird to me. It's like, oh, I don't I don't know if I told you. Uh, yeah, that Daisy came by. I'm like, yeah. You wouldn't remember something that, you know, you're working on trying to, like, to sting <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shiloh. Yeah. Well, what kind of conversation is that? Like, yeah. Oh, I don't know if I told you this. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? Talks like that, Sam. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I again, this is also a storyline where I'm just I'm having a hard time. Um, I don't know, really believing how it's being rolled out. I guess because Sam and Jason are so just destined to be together, and the fact that Christina's even believing that they've truly broken up um, is surprising to me. And so I, I wish there would have been a way for Sam to infiltrate Dawn of Day without this this Jason breakup piece of the puzzle. And I understand she's wanting to get closer to Shiloh, but um, but just the two of them randomly breaking up right at the time that Sam has expressed all this suspicious sus- suspicion about Dawn of Day. Like, come on, how is not everybody who knows Sam seeing right through this? Yeah. Uh, as we get ready to wrap up, folks, we'll just do a little bit of casting news. Mm-hmm. 
of course, uh, we have this twin storyline that's going on. Yep. And, uh, of course, we've got the memory mapping, which means if you're talking about memory mapping, you're talking Dr. Andre Maddox. <laughs> and that's right. Anthony Montgomery is going to be coming back uh, for a little bit. Oh. Uh, I have to be talking there with... Uh, <laughs> With Anna about mm-hmm. all this, uh, the shenanigans that are going on there. So it'll be nice to see Andre back. Sure. Yeah. yeah fine. I was like Andre. Now that we have more of the cards that kind of uh, tipped on the table there, we'll kind of see what the deal is. Uh, and we're also going to be seeing, uh, well, we're going to have Valerie Spencer is going to be showing up. No, I, unclear if it's going to be Brittany mm. because she's been cast over in the contract role in Young and the Restless, but she's going to show up for a few scenes this coming week. Whether it's her or they did a uh, recast just for those scenes, we'll see what's up. Mm-hmm. I would be happy if they did a recast. Mm hmm. Because it would be nice to kind of keep her involved in the Donna Day storyline. Yeah. To see her kind of seeing what Sam is seeing yeah. about uh, Christina getting sucked into this and maybe helping trying to also try to get Christina out of it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be sure. down for that. Sure. Uh, and then, uh, of course, we got uh, 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 Jordan Ashford, our, uh, the, uh, Vanessa Antoine, uh, play, her original portrayer, is actually going to be on an episode of Fox's The Resident. Oh. There you go. So yes, things are going well Look for for Vanessa. So there you go. So you can check Excellent. her out on the resident. Uh, but as we get ready to wrap up here, any uh, any pro- predictions for this coming week? Oh. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Oh boy. I mean, I think thankfully there's there's been such good momentum with the Ryan storyline for the past several days so I think we're going to con- continue seeing that I feel like the dam has burst open with that storyline so I think there's going to be a lot of good movement forward on that um yeah I'm curious to see what happens with Oscar I'm not sure I mean there are, if, if this is you know if the end is being accelerated I'm sure we'll see him transported back to Port Charles and I, I don't know maybe this is going to end a little sooner than we anticipated the one storyline we didn't really delve into too much because there really wasn't that much happening was uh, Sonny's quest to find Dante in Turkey. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, uh, so I'm mean, I feeling like I'm hopefully this week we get to see Dante at some point. Yep. Yeah, uh, to pop up there. But uh, briefly, what did you think of the Robert and Sunny scenes there? <laughs> you know, I actually enjoyed them, and you know, I'm not a fan of you know traveling the world storylines for whatever reason. I've just never been sucked into those storylines. But this one, I'm enjoying, and I think I'm enjoying it because of the contrast between Robert and Sunny. And you and I spoke of this a little bit, where you know Robert approaches things with a scalpel, you know, with his very precise, you know, kind of. In, intelligence officer way of going about things and Sam and Sonny just comes in with a sledgehammer. Yes. Let's go, you know, and I, I'm enjoying the contrast between the two of them and seeing the two of them have to find common ground in how they're pursuing uh how are they you know how they're looking for Dante. So I'm actually I'm enjoying it more than I normally enjoy the run around the world storylines. I would agree in the way you've described those two character interactions. I do like that and the common thread of Robin, especially for Robert's point of view. Yeah. Is the reason he's really sticking around because he knows Robin would kill him if he uh, did not help Sonny any of the ability to, to, to do so. Absolutely. To do so. Right? Absolutely. Yep. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, look at this. We've done it again. We completed another episode of the GH Report. Yay. There you go. Erica, look at this. Are you just, it's like uh, you're becoming a skilled veteran at this. Well, hardly, but it's always fun to be here. So thank you all for, for humoring me as I, as I filled Carla's seat. There you go. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us for another episode of the GH Report. As always, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. And if you want to follow 
either of us, even after the conversation airs. And Erica, are you on Twitter? I, I, I'm a Twitter lurker. So, no, you don't have to look for me on Twitter. All right. I, I'm true, I know. I, there you yeah. go. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Happy Go Jackie. And make sure you check out uh, The Curvy Critic to follow Carla's latest happenings that are down at South by Southwest. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the GIH Report. We'll be back here next Sunday with an all-new episode right here on AfterBuzz TV. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.